makes you such a threat? We choose the right to be who we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with Earth and a way not to live with Earth. We choose the way of Earth. It's about power. Chasha. Greetings and good day and welcome. My relatives, I shake your hands with a good heart. This is a voice from Earth. It's good for all of us to be here today. Will be a good day. You're listening to First Voices Radio Antiochus and Ghost Horse. Sending you greetings and strength from the highlands of the Esopus, or what Americans and Dutch call the Catskill Mountains. Regardless, it is the highlands of the Esopus in the lands of the Muncie-speaking Lenape. This is an all-native hosted, all-native produced First Voices Radio. Liz Hill from the Red Lake Anishinaabe Nation is a producer of First Voices Radio. And you can hear us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, as well as First Voices Indigenous Radio.org for archive, downloading, and listening. And there are other music, social, casting, podcastings out there also. You can look that up. Today we have our two guests, Jonathan Gonzalez and Christian Matute Sagbai, are here in studio. But first, before I introduce them, we have to bring someone in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's up to one of you two to begin this and usually drink water in my language is called mini um, and the translation is um, voicing the living relationship between you and I and all things and that's what we say water is in my language of Lakota so I would like to leave it and start with you Christian mm, thank you so much gratitude siblings gratitude water just acknowledging exactly that the universal solvent that it is and I've been just seeing water as this crystal recently, so may they shine water within, throughout, to the crystal that shines through us all. Thank you so much. Peace, peace. Mm. Oh, God. It's okay. Oh. Oh, okay. So, that was Christian Matute Sagbai, who um, is often a frequent contributor here. He's from... Gualalekio. Gualaseo. Gualaseo, Ecuador. Yeah, from Kichwa, Canary Territory, which still is. 
and the recognition of his land and the land he comes from, mm. the language that he is always drawn back, is drawn back from and for this language justice and uh, even looking into the avenues of healing while keeping in mind the need for future generations to also decolonize ourselves, themselves, through expansive and yet relational land-based principles. And <clears throat> this is what he has to offer himself and the, to you, the kin. And the last word is peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do have Jonathan Gonzalez, who was born in Tuxtepec, Oaxaca, Mexico. And he's the youngest of four brothers. And I'm pretty sure he's proud of his, his parents, who he just returned from in Mexico, in Mexico, and he enjoys working outdoors. And those of you who know Jonathan, he started at a young age after moving to and growing up in Southern California, riding dirt bikes and, and just being a neighborhood kid. I think we all have the same as on a reservation is, as it is in Ecuador, as it mm-hmm. is in Mexico, as it is, as it is in California. So, but <clears throat> insatiably curious for ways of living with Earth and that we bring that, that experience into the studio and there's a lot of years of experience living skills with Earth and, and ceremonial ways with many teachers and as he calls it, elders and these Earth skill, these Earth living skills um, participating in, in with indigenous and Earth-based uh, ceremonies there's so much that's here. Um, he is Taino from Puerto Rico, also Chinanteco from Mexico and Africa has dramatically shifted his life over the last 13, 14, 15 years. And he's lucky to be here, he says. And I think that's a great way to start the whole hour that we are on. And um, we are live here at Kingston Radio, Radio Kingston. And I'd like to thank... Everybody who's listening to us, my name is Teokasan Ghostors, and I am from the Lakota Nation. And this is a no-agenda conversation. We do this a lot in our personal lives because it's whatever the energy there is that in that instant, we talk from that place. And we know that. We've talked about this over the years, and I'm so glad both of you are here. It's an honor to have you both in studio. <laughs> Appreciate you so much as always, Jonathan. So glad to see you again. It's feel like it's been a while, mm-hmm. uh, so long that I, we didn't even realize that you didn't know that I, I had a, another baby. You know, felicidades, gracias, gracias. <laughs> Esmeralda is the four-month-old baby we have now, and ah, hands are full. The earth is calling me back after doing so much of what you had mentioned, uh, language, language justice work recently. So uh, there's so much to talk about, but I just, I'd love to hear more from, more from you right now. Mm. <laughs> well, th- thank you for being here, Christian. Thank you for inviting us to It's always an honor to be here. You know, I, I come here not only with our relatives of water, you know, I want to just mention the fire and the eternal fire that's up in the sky and all the fires that are burning right now you know and um, how that's affecting us and all of these elements uh, they they support us all and uh, including all you know our ancestors who I come here proudly you know um, with and I like to say that in this space because um, when we're here together it it feels like uh, maybe I don't need to say it to to you two but um, because of this format, this radio, uh, maybe some people want to know. Uh, and so I say, Liani Yetong. 
and I say lianire bomatung and that's flower tiger flower uh, in chinanteco liani and so to me that's so beautiful and a way of reminding anybody who is hurt who just heard that myself included my family if they're tuning in that in in these original teachings in these original ways when the language was was shared with us from from the source um we were so connected that we greeted each other by saying tiger flower mm. right so that's something really beautiful that i like to um i like to hold on to from my time in 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 oaxaca mexico you know and it it, it pushed me a little bit further you know a little bit further in my awareness of um of what i need to uh unlearn mm. and more what i need to remember because it's it's not uh, it's it's there. It's in it's in my DNA, just like it's in all of our DNA. Uh, these opportunities to remember. So, um, before we go on, I just want to say that and thank mm-hmm. you. And uh, it's an honor to be here. Well, it's good to acknowledge, and I'm hearing in both of you the earth, the sun, the water. You know, these are the elementals of conscious intelligence mm-hmm. that give us thoughts we drink water we breathe the plants air that we have in studio and thank you for bringing in this, the plants there uh um christian um <clears throat> excuse me um you were talking more a little bit about the sun you know and we know we've gotten the canadian fire smoke down this way and that's never really happened in my lifetime till i got to new york i mean there are quick prairie fires raging fires that just go quick like a flash flood in where I live. But none of that smoke really got in our way. We avoided it because they were small and contained. And the land knew how much to burn itself. Mm-hmm. So when a strike, the lightning struck, it knew how much to burn. And from that came life, right? And I'm thinking, in these fires, you know, what, what, what by the way, that's how we kind of all met. It was through fires. We became more intimate because we acknowledged fire first, like you were saying, and then then we acknowledged each other. But in this society, most people only acknowledge the human component, and they forget what brought us here, right? They may mention it later, but I'm thinking, what does it mean when, you know, you come from Ecuador, and you come from Mexico, and I'm from South Dakota, but very, very how do you say it, very integral part of who we are is the sun, that we are not sun worshipers. Because how could you worship something that's part of you? You see, that's who you are, the energy in us. So I just want to say that, and maybe this this, uh, will bring some ideas of talking about the sun, the water, the your babies, Mm -hmm. you know, you were talking earlier. Um, Currently, these are avenues that are being distorted in the West, as usual. And I say this because that's my experience, this being this old, understanding how many things have been distorted to give a comfort zone to America and American ideas that it's okay to distort the original instructions of Native people. And back in my day, it was New Ageism, but it's turned in now into neoliberals, neo-NGOs, neo-nonprofits. Mm. It's turned into neo. Because the, after all, they have the, 
the the way of saying, well, this is good for all of us, when it's only good for someone who's the select few who selected these words and the terminology to keep them safe. So you understand what I'm saying here. Yeah, just taking, just yeah. taking a deep breath there with that. And it is that breath that I understand when I'm tending to a fire that really, like, it guides all these things. When we're looking at a fire, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, it's the, there's the element right here in, in full effect. But there's other elements that are sustaining it can, that allows us to have this experience, right? But I like to backtrack a tiny bit and just name and uplift that Teokasin and when we one of those times when we first met um, you know yes indeed it was around the fire and and another time was really getting these clear instructions about how to acknowledge the consciousness of the fire itself which was really so amazing to me in the sense that I've just you know started this journey of like connecting to my DNA, to my inner fire, to the elements working more in the land. And so all this all was informed through, I would say, land-based work and connecting, you know, uh, also uprooting a lot of what didn't make sense to me. Although I, I was putting the train of this is what I need to do in life. This is who you are. This is your religion. This is what you believe in. So uprooting all of that, composting all that and coming into this awareness that let me greet this primal essence of who like we are even beyond just what sustains us even beyond what you know um, keeps us warm in the winter but like b besides the commodified version of how I related to fire um, Jokas said let's greet the elder in the room mm. like what <laughs> yes and so what a shift it was for me to deepen my practice um and deepen the understanding of hopefully the the, the offspring that the children that i come into and, and and tend to their inner fire their spiritual fire uh and that's something that they can only do themselves but i feel like you know as as, as a as a fire that that helps to sort of guide that in a sense that i do have responsibility to in my own ways connect um our, our fires and be like this you see this 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 little flame this little uh, yamita can be extended and you can share it like this light uh as small as it is can create more fire so let's be responsible about it you know so um i don't know fire has has had such such deep teachings and as well as has such fun like let, let's just go out and like fun and, and and enjoy the stars and then put out the fires and, and look at the stars being reflected down into the charcoals you know um so many of these things but um i'm gonna take another deep breath acknowledging the fire that's within me and learning to sometimes share that <laughs> share that breath with you yeah thank you um for you you mentioned um responsibility mm -hmm. and um i've been feeling that a lot you know what what is what is it about responsibility or what is it about the things that sustain us or are around us to bring us joy mm -hmm. you know and to help us bring the tears um, what is it about that that uh, that is for the part for me to play in that responsibility? So I just like a, just a really quick story. I was at around the, a campfire, and um, you know, and I had I felt fortunate enough to know this this way of lighting a fire in this um, original way. Maybe you know they say science, right? Quote unquote they say something between 1.5 million to 750,000 years human beings have um been able to harness the fire um 
But I was there, and I lit this fire, and we're sitting around it, and then at some point somebody throws um, some plastic on the fire. Oh. You know, after I lit it in this in this way and acknowledged the creation story with the fire, um, you know, uh, and acknowledged the relationship, and then they threw this element on there. And my, my, my instinct was to take this fire and if I could hold it in my hands, just throw it back into the woods, you know, throw it back to the earth, spread it all around, like free myself from, from what I had just seen. And it, you know, I'm sitting at this place where enjoying ourselves and now I'm in a place where I'm crushed. Like, what's my responsibility? And so I, I spread the fire out, and all these colors are coming up. You know, it was an intentional, like this piece of plastic was, the idea was so it could be purple and green and blue and red and, like, beautiful color, right? And I was like, that's, that's not beautiful to me, mm-hmm. you know? That, that feels like you, you, you took an elder and you poured that on, mm-hmm. or you took some, somebody who's holding wisdom some being that we, we, we don't even fully understand. And you just poured this on this being, right? And so um, I, I took it upon myself to just say, the, say what I felt in my heart, you know, shed my tears. And I took some tobacco and I said, you know, I see you and I'm sorry. And, um, you know, I didn't know what else my responsibility was going to take me to but just like the tears flowed so i think it was just um, my responsibility was to say what i felt needed to say be said and cry those tears for all of those fires and those fire beings and those people who have that love like that for 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 fire and and um you know not only like how am i tending this fire but how is this fire tending me and so that's what I was left with. How is this fire tending me? So I just wanted to share that because it was such an important um, feeling, an emotion, uh, an experience um, that I had so recently that it's still it's still in my body. It's still you know, shaking me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that shook me up when you said it. Yeah, I think um, part of that land acknowledgement goes with acknowledging the elements that make the land. Land is viewed as property or whatever they're they're doing with it um so the fire we acknowledge the fire which is the land we acknowledge the water which is the land mm-hmm. we acknowledge the elements that make up the land right There's the stone the trees those living on the surface as well as under so when when it comes to this land acknowledgement i'm going to take you to this place is that we hear this a lot yeah we hear land acknowledgement left and right um, <clears throat> so much so that it's just we can talk about performance and all that, but this is old old words. They've kind of ran the course of being trendy. Right. So, but are there new words we can say without speaking English? Is there a feeling that we feel that we try to express in this language to say that hurts? And Land acknowledgement says, okay, you used to live here, you are here, we acknowledge you, and then it's to business. Right. Yeah, and <clears throat> where's the separation from, where, what happened there? 
you know, um, I could go through history and say this is why it happens. But <clears throat> when I think about, and you were, we talked about earlier before we came on the air, the grandfathers, right? Our grandfather and medicine. How much further are we being separated from the medicine of these, what we just talked about, of fire, water, stone, plants? How much farther away are we going to be by continuing to speak a colonial language that keeps separating us every generation through technology, through whatever that is? And you as a young parent, Christian, have so much responsibility to really show these these two young children what the reality is compared to, and I, this is a deeper subject, is, and I don't mean to be so visceral, but imagination and real, imagination and creation are viewed in the Western as, as um, this is something hopeful to look forward to. Yet, in the reality, it's already created. It's already here. So we don't, as my friend Elnor Lata would say, we we speak a present phobic language, so much so that we don't want to be here. So we'll use our imagination and creativity so that we make sure we're not here. You see? And so if you're in reality, that imagination and that creativity is in the reality, mm-hmm. right? That we are actually living it, acknowledging it, and when you acknowledge the fire and the water, that's imagination. That's creativity in reality. Mm. And so it doesn't go anywhere. It keeps us in the present. Because you talked about the, 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 the fire. Both of you talked about the water. So <clears throat> fire is always available. Water is always available. But what is making it not so available? What is making it so... That it's trying to teach us a lesson and no one's listening because we're still throwing NGO money at it. We're throwing nonprofit money at it. We're throwing everything neoliberalism at it. We're, we're throwing all these political mm-hmm. maneuvers, I guess, money. But again, Earth is not going to play that game. Now, we have to really get real. Anything that we think we're doing environmentally in this society, Earth is not playing that game. You see where I'm going with this. And there's it's time is is also really against us in so many ways. Like just realizing recently when we had all these um, thunderstorms and this heavy downpours recently, you know, um, it's it's been such a contrast year as from from last year as far as like how much water we've been getting. Um, but I've been trying to listen to the earth in that where is it pulling up from last year? And before it was even raining, there was portions in the land where I'm at right now where it was just holding a lot of water and it was like feeling stagnant. And now that it's raining this year so much, the same areas is being absorbed. It's not being stagnant. So there's a, there's a shift that I've been noticing and just being kind of like being awareness to myself, but like not still sure exactly aware what's what the earth is trying to tell me yet so i'm listening we're listening you know um but the, the other thing that this reminded me of is that in this recent showers um the lightning storm actually knocked down uh, uh, some electrical components in the in, in the area where we're living the wi-fi went out and this electrical car wouldn't start so you know it's it's really good to be aware of how much the western way of thinking of, of problem solving 
is really bringing us to more problems. We're, we're like creating walls. It's like we're 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 gonna, we're gonna keep hitting like oh we we have to um you know electrify everything and and this is the way. But yet we're extracting so much from the earth. Mm-hmm. We're like you know polluting it and and it's still slavery is happening and and child like you know abuse and work and all these things are still of such a real reality in, in quote unquote. Uh, third world countries which is so, such a ugh, it's like such a term like I, yeah. why did I even use it I'm sorry but um, yeah it's 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 so interesting how we, we need to step back we need to breathe more and sometimes these heavy downpours in certain areas where it floods it's like yeah it, it'll bring us together for, for a little bit and think about what we're doing to the earth but then after we have something's fixed we go back to our regular lives our regular consumption um, and I say that with the knowledge that, look, I'm driving a, a, a car that, that uses gasoline and, you know, we've had these talks with my, with my, um, my babies where such is old enough to know, like, you know, asking questions like when we're riding bicycles, what kind of power does this use? Well, uh, explain all the detrimental aspects of, 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 of fuel extraction and, and it's like, well, right now I'm using my legs i'm using this 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 air that's coming in i'm using the earth feeding me energy i'm using the the consciousness going forward you know it's so much you know and and he's so aware of that and then he asks us what about the car you know what about those and i'm like ah this is hard how do i do this um but yeah i'm like praying that we our consciousness as humanity shifts so that when we get a new uh, I would say awareness is about what other technology we use is not weaponized. It's not used to solve a problem that we have when it's like, we just need to let go. When we, we there, There's a certain collectiveness that needs to happen in, in putting our foot down and, and saying, like, this really isn't right. And I've seen it happen in many smaller circles, but there's still, there's still more awarenesses mm. that we're inviting. And through the ground, talking to the water itself, like one practice I'm also sharing with Sacha is like, gratitude to the water i love you water and this water will carry it where it needs to be carried you know and we're changing the structure the molecular structure just by talking to water just by talking to earth so let's keep doing it well i love to hear you talk about your kids yeah i just love it you know know, because um you said earth is not playing is not going to play this game i don't think kids are playing as much joy and fun and play they are when they ask those questions they're not playing they're speaking the language of earth because they're right there they're so close they're so close and that's why i I just love working with with young young ones especially the little kids but you know because they have that the the relativity is alive it's awake in them and it might not even be like a conscious thing right Mm. but they're asking that question Mm. you know somebody last night somebody was saying oh my my kid is asking uh, like that question about columbus like Mm. how could he have discovered you know this place how could he have done that or seven yeah i said yes because they know they know that that innocence means asking the question right you know and when when can we as adults quote you know when can we start asking those questions? Or are we too afraid of the answers? Because those questions, that, the answers to those questions might put us in a, set, in a space of saying, oh, you know what? This, all of this around us, you know, on the street, it's actually, uh, it's, it's so, uh, so recently taking, taking shape. Mm. 
and what is original out there has been millions of years. And so I can't understand that, so I'm not going to ask the question about it. You know, But these young people, they'll, they'll ask the questions. That's great. Yeah, we're going to have to take a break here. Um, we'll come back with what the questions, what questions will the young people be asking. We can use that thought. And <clears throat> I would end with this section of First Voices Radio with, <clears throat> excuse me, wow, allergies, with the thought that what we're saying here, what you are saying, Christian, can often be turned into mythology. Mm-hmm. You know, that our stories aren't real, mm-hmm. that it's something that's quaint and nice to talk about, but we'll come back with a little bit about that and what questions will the children be asking in the future. We'll be right back with you. This is Teokson Ghost Horse with the First Voices Radio.
That last song was In the Land of the Blind by Chet Faker off the album Lockdown 2020. said a lot to think about the land of the blind in 2020. What was going on in 2020? Not enough mm. knowledge, censorship. You can go all to, to that. But this is First Voices Radio. My name is Teokasan Ghost Horse. I'm in studio with Jonathan Gonzalez and Christian Matute Sagbai from Ecuador mm. and Mexico. And we are talking about the voices of children in the future and what we see. You work with children. You have current young children. My children are grown up. And so this is a, a generational movement, as you see a flow going on here. What questions would they be asking? Could we come from the Western side where things are going to be empty and there's no future for them? Or do we stay here and do the work, supposedly, do what's required so that the, if we ensure that there is a future, so to speak, because we know what happened in the past, mm. right? <clears throat> I think it's really understanding what stories that we have. And I was mentioning that the mythology, our stories are made into mythology. Is it that we want to sit and talk about war all day long and profit margins and who's speaking the loudest, mm. who's voting? And is it that way? Because Earth is certainly not playing that game. No, 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 indeed. And this is bringing me back a little bit to how just this concept of plant medicines have been taken way out of context, way out of context, um, especially in the way we've commodified it now. Uh, one clear example, very, very clear, is uh, tobacco. Tobacco being used as, in, the, in, in our ancestral ways, uh, simply as medicine, talking and ushering in the land and, and the ways to, of offering to the land um, and now it's just obviously found in cigarettes and we know what the damage has been there um, so this like shift of like I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you know and how what you use so tobacco being one coca coca leaves as uh, another one uh, and then turning and giving you a product where it can be mass-produced and it can be sold, and, addic and a, sort of like an addiction's been forming there because because of these um, just terrible uses of, of plants, right? Um, and now what's sort of like looming in the current world where sort of like I've seen in certain circles is this idea of commodifying uh, a, a really... Uh, it's such a powerful root. Uh, some people know it as ayahuasca. Other people call it uni. Uh, there's uh, many names for it. Um, similar plants like San Pedro, which is um, one that um, you know I've had the ability to commune with with um, a intentional communing Ecuador um, by the sort of like Amazonian region of of the Ecuador and bordering Peru in Yansata, but. Just seeing how we we do it in culture, in circles, in around fire, and how when it's brought and and commodified and putting it in like I don't know these like this amazing retreats and like all this like just comfort, comfort, comfort around around medicine instead of letting the medicine talk to you, letting the medicine really guide you through it, through this the humble origins and beginnings of where where it is like in the land as opposed to like this. Some, somehow just commercial, commercialized versions and I'm like afraid like for folks for, for our collective psyche like what that's going to happen what that does because from the 
quote-unquote scientific understanding, we know that many of these plants are acting upon our pineal gland, our the, uh, the dimethyltryptamine chemicals, and if if we're in a really just let's say emotionally or uh, psychologically unsta- unstable uh, place in our lives, that when we come to try to as as a last minute result to to the plant and just go into these special retreats, it might actually backfire. It might actually do like long term damage in the awareness that hey, like the vibration of where we're coming from and the relationship that we're approaching these plant medicines is out of the context of where it came from. So I would just uplift, you know, the the going back to the to the people who who brought it, you know, going back to the lands where it was raised, intended to for many many generations. And honoring the ways that they do it and um, letting it come to you as, as opposed to seeking it mm-hmm. because we have so much sensationalism uh, online with all these documentaries about it and you know I, I, I see it like the I always try to look at the positive of some situations in this sense it's like okay advocating for new ways of treating chronic um, I would say you know diseases mental, or just this ease lack of ease in the western society but it can't be done just by that approach of like here take this pill take this round of ayahuasca and you'll cure yourself it's not like that i would say go back to the culture learn humbly uh, about it um and and let it speak to you don't don't go like like a bad person going to seek for it you know it's Mm. expensive so There's a lot to think. <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot to think about. You know, you said something, and what natives who aren't living with these plants—tobacco, coca leaves, ayahuasca, San Pedro, peyote—what natives cannot afford them? Right. Who has the money to afford the shipments, the abuse mm. of them, and? In those circles, if any, I don't see any Native people. Mm-hmm. We can't afford them, but we live with them. And a few months ago, I had on this Manuel Rosenthal. Mm. And he did talk about the four children that were lost in the jungle in Peru. Um, from the ages of 14 until four, I think it was. And how that one family were fleeing from what I deem as the drug con- con- cartel and the military. Both were in working with each other. But the, the pr- they played the press to say that they found the four young children with GPS technology. But it was really one of the indigenous peoples. So there was all these, for 40 days, these these techno- technology military were out there looking because <clears throat> that's what they were supposed to do but they could not find these children um, the plane crashed <laughs> four children survived what happened out of that was the indigenous peoples came forward and one man came out and said I can find them by asking the earth <clears throat> basically these are my words what happened from that point is that this is a plant. See, this is out there already, so I'm not spilling a secret. This is a plant that you cannot take with others. Mm-hmm. So he went alone because of his his age and experience with it. Mm-hmm. He went into the jungle and he came within talking, and he did talk to the spirit of earth. Mm-hmm. 
See, now how much can that be mythologized? Oh, this is mumbo-jumbo. Because <clears throat> it's not happening in the church. Right. And he came away with the earth was angry that he even came there because that means they're going to bring Western technology, Western thinking into finding these children. So this, this is what Mother Earth is saying about that other way of thinking. So he said, I would give my life for these four children. And that was up for negotiation later, right, with Mother Earth. So he was given, he went to the indigenous guard, the 100 indigenous guard that came. Indigenous guard do not have weapons. So they came, <clears throat> and no matter what elite um, rescuers came from today's modern GPS and all that, survivor skills, could not find these four children. So they went to the indigenous peoples, and only 20 of them were able to go into the jungle where there is no light at the floor of the jungle. And they used, and this guy came and said, this is where the, 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 the spirit said to find them. And in, in that time, boom, they found the four children because of the communication with the plant. Now, you take that and go with these retreats, these a step backward, you can call it, or a set of an act of retiring or withdrawing. It's basically a military, using military technique or technicals or technology to retreat, surrender. All these things are war languages. So when I think about how can we afford that, the indigenous guard in in Peru found it without any money. They found it because they were still rich in following the instructions of the earth. You see where I'm going with this? Is that we talk about these plants. Yes, tobacco is abused. So, so is sage, you know, coca leaves, ayahuasca, San Pedro, pe- peyote. All of these are abused by who? I don't think they're abused by by native people so much, but they learning they're lear, native people are learning how to abuse these plants, as you were mentioning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a serious issue, as we know. We've talked about this off the air quite a bit around fires, and you know people are not being paid attention to, like Mariana Sabina with the mushrooms, right? And people that we know individually coming from these countries saying it's killing our culture. But Americans, will they ever really hear or listen to that? Because it's really messages of the plant that we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. What I what I'm what I'm hearing that's the missing part is relationship, relativity and understanding and um that intuition and how that relativity and that relationship speaks through these these plants, these plant spirit medicines, this earth, the medicine that we started off with. You know, um, we don't have that relationship as as a society. I won't say culture because I don't know if we have culture here um, in you know the U.S. or what that exactly is what that even means but it's easy to look back to indigenous communities and see the culture name the culture feel it right and there's relationship and so when i see folks taking these medicines and not understanding the stories like dr rosenthal manuel rosenthal had shared with us and i listened to that multiple times because 
there was something so that the essence of what uh, what he was saying to me hit so deeply that um, that it was all about relationship and to for the for the um, for the elder of the community to to be with speaking with the spirit of the jungle speaking with the spirit of the earth um, that is deep deep relationship that we oftentimes forget or we don't even remember that we've forgotten you know and so like we were sitting with um, a mohawk uh, woman and she said well we need to remember what we forgot to remember right so it's all those layers at every layer there's a there's a there's an element of we've forgotten yeah. or we didn't remember and that's what I see happening and, you know, to see people take it, call it medicine, but abuse it yet still, um, it, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's like they're looking for the pill, but they've come across these Nino Santos, these Yahe, this tobacco, whatever it is, and just consume and consume and consume really in that real kind of Western-minded consumerism way. And you can you can think about that in in all of all of the medicine that we we're talking about, including the water, mm-hmm. right? Including water. But um, but right now, because of this, like uh, these psychonauts or whatever we're calling them, all the different um, ways of they they how they identify their their pathway through these um, through these plants, through the toads, through the frogs, through the cactus, right? Through the fungus, whatever it is that people decide that they're going to find healing that in puts puts the space in between well-being and and relationship right so they go for these healing aspects it's really it's it's really uh, in some ways great that they're even asking these questions but when i think of these little questions these little children asking well what's the next layer layer of question it says well what is what is well-being? You know, what is balance? You know, what is medicine? You know, like when you shared about Sacha saying, oh, you're going to the medicine water. Mm-hmm. You know, there's already a relationship that they're, that they're looking at, you know, that's saying, oh, water is medicine. You know, and, and Papa, you know, Tata, you know, he, he's going for, he's going for the medicine right there. Mm-hmm. He's surrendering. And and in relationship, and that's what we we um, we're like too afraid we're too afraid in the society to to surrender to the relationship because it brings up so much it brings up so much history that we're not ready to like explore and when we do it's we center our emotions and it's like oh well then you lost it again you've forgotten again <clears throat> just a lot to say a lot to think about stirring feeling rather than emotion you know and. What we're talking about is different, and I'm thinking this, why is it different that I hear it differently than hearing to other shows on on the news or whatever, and is often referred to, no one's talking about this. We're talking about the war against Earth. Others are talking about the war against humans on humans, which is convenient thinking. It's an easy go-to, it's, it's a tennis match back and forth. We are talking about the war against Earth, the abuse against Earth. I, I, I would like to think that, right? Yeah. But um, we have 
a few minutes here. Again, Dang. at time, <laughs> yeah, we get warmed up. Two hours, two hours, right? Yeah, let's go. But no, like Christian, yeah. go ahead. You got a couple minutes or a minute or so. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, as always, that's connected. Um, and speaking of, I just, I almost want to like shift the energy a little bit here yeah. when we're thinking about what the children ask nowadays yeah. as well. Um, one of the things that Sacha was asking Mami Mika the other day because God bless Mami Mika, my goodness, mm -hmm. wouldn't be here without without that creator. But um, that he was asking about actually as well, like how does he know that he's a boy? Like we have this like duality of our of our minds and you know and what what it means to to define someone so early. You know, even my mom's already asking Esme to have earrings. And I just got earrings myself as an autonomous choice, you know, and like what that means for, for me as well. But going back to what Sacha was saying is like it's so powerful to to think about nowadays like what what how to guide that that question. And one of the things, you know, we we had friends around us say a little bit about like, hey, you know, um, this is an evolving thing. You there are certain parts that define you and or at least that you could use that maybe they don't define you later on. Right now it might. But um in a sense, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out through yourself as like the earth molds us. Like the earth we get to use clay to make our own buildings and make that breathable and make that sustainable for us. Maybe you can use the earth as your teacher to help you define what that means for you as well. So that's something that I would carry uh, forward, you know, as far as like how much the earth can constantly teach us at every mm -hmm. turn and that we can stop being in, in a war with uh, the earth, even when it comes to things such as gender, which has been such a hot topic yeah. nowadays. And we'll talk about that next time we meet. Yeah. I keep that one. Jonathan, any final word here? Got a minute? Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, I just, I'm always reminded of when I, I, I hear you say, and I've heard others say, the earth needs you. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I know the earth may not need all of us, but it needs those of us who are in love with her, mm. who have a relationship with her, who are, want to protect her. Because if there's a war out there against Earth, which I believe that to be the truth, then she needs us. And I said this to a group of 40 kids the other day. I said, the Earth needs you. And so my hope is they're asking, what's that mean? Yeah. Very true. That's a deep question. Mm -hmm. Four-year-old child, child, four child says, Dad, if... Earth is our mother, then who's Mother Earth's mother? <laughs> and what did, what did I do? What did my friend do? Both went to our mothers. <laughs> and she said, seed. 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 Ooh. That's it. You know, these are four-year-old children. Um, so anyway, it's an honor to have both of you here in First Voices Radio. Um, really, we, we could go another hour, as you say, but even that. We have fires, and that that's good. We we sit around fires, and we talk, and we get whenever we can get together, right? And so, those of you listening out there, just just uh, kind of pay attention to what we're saying, because you know us in the community, and this community is here as well as in Peru and Ecuador and Mexico and Washington and Canada. All the names, these these other names, right? 
But that's who we are, and we are community, community with Earth, not just community on Earth. And in a, in a good way, we say, Omakashka, we live with all the other species or beings of Earth on the surface. And that's our community. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that, and I want to thank you for being here, Christian. Thank you. And Jonathan. Hanhankatu. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Karen Ramirez, for engineering our little discussion here. And we'll, we'll, be, we'll return next week. My name is Tiokisen Ghost Horse. This is First Voices Radio. second guessing the outcome of the day I could have chosen so many ways instead I grieved for freedom that kept me in in a prison thought with no 